Hello, everybody. Welcome back to We Met IRL. I uh, hope you guys are all well. This week's guest is Stephen Mullen. He's a absolutely hysterical Irish comedian, one of my favorite comedians. You guys are going to love him. And I'll talk to you at the end. <laughs> Okay, but so your hair looks great, by the way. Um, well, it's I've ru- I haven't run out of coconut butter, but if um, if anyone who works for a coconut butter <laughs> manufacturing company wants to sponsor my podcast, I'm all ears, as you can see, <laughs> with my microphone head. <laughs> Why? What does coconut butter do to your hair? It just gets rid of this frizz and it gives it a little bit more of a, a greasy Latino vibe, you know. Oh, just a, so yeah. y- you it just calms it calms it down a little bit you know oh i never even i've heard of coconut butter on your skin but not your hair you can you can do so much <laughs> you can you can you can cook with it you can put it on your skin you can put it on your hair lube katie it's a great lubricant um, i was waiting for you to say lube i was like i wonder if you'll say that i'm not putting <laughs> the coco- best to last i'm not putting <laughs> coconut oil in my badge my badge is fine anyway but maybe your arse maybe yeah anyway oh yeah that's what i'm talking oh, about sorry. talking about the arse we've talked about that before i'm not talking about your badge i'm talking about my arse <laughs> <laughs> so you've a tub everywhere uh I've a, t- yeah, a tub in every corner of the house <laughs> <laughs> okay so after four uh, months of quarantine you've run out yes. of so there's no shops selling coconut butter in- ah no i just haven't uh what, what happened it was just um in my methodology or my routine i just didn't work it in there is coconut butter i had a shower last night after i had a very late run i didn't i didn't want to be putting coconut butter in there before bed be on the p- pillowcase and then anyway no one needs to hear this <laughs> 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 i've got coconut butter and it will go in. But I think just the more I throw it up, the more the possibilities are of the sponsorship. That's the way I'm looking at it. Yeah, well, I think it looks great. But it's nice seeing Thanks. everybody, all the guys here over quarantine because you've all gone a bit wild. I didn't realize yeah. that it was such a... Because I always thought you guys had it easy. You just get... But yeah, now I know. It, I th- I think. Well, I think, I think when you go to the barber, you're like, I'm not really... I haven't been for the last couple of years a barber guy. But um, I think the general... It's fair to say... The average Irish man likes his barber every month, short back and sides, trim on top and blah, blah. And my hair has never been like that, you know, so it's just um, so I've had it longer the last few years and I've had to go to a proper hairdresser for that because barbers do not. If your hair is any long, if you don't want to show it back and sides or what, what, what do you mean you want to trim? What the fuck? You know, thin out the back. What are you talking about? Um, so... Um, so yeah, I think, but guys do have it easy because once you are going every four weeks, it's fine. But then after that, if you don't do that, it the whole barbershop thing every four weeks, it can get messy, you know? Yeah. Well, I've always cut my own hair, so I was fine. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are such, I was going to say hippie, but I just forgot you went to art college. So yes, so I get your vibe. I was an art teacher for a while. (laughs) Right. Yes. Nice. Nice. Until the guys kept um, drawing penises and being like really yeah they'd be like miss look at my dolphin and then they'd show me a picture of a penis it went on for a month or for the whole i was only that's substitute so teaching but <laughs> <laughs> i was like i can't that's deal with this <laughs> that's always the one that you want to pick on as the substitute teacher I know, isn't it? and they committed to the bit as well i was like every time miss look at my dolphin and it was a different penis <laughs> dolphin why was it dolphin i wonder <laughs> i have no idea <laughs> they're just very original in these slip but was there any good ones because you remember do you remember that clip in super bad where <laughs> uh jonah hill's character like he drew amazing penises and uh yeah i don't Did remember it didn't stick in my no. mind no uh, traumatized. <laughs> that would have ru- that would have ruined it for them though. If you actually w- you know went around and you looked at the dolphin, and you went, "Oh, that's that's very good." Yeah. You could work on the flippers there a bit more, but that was a good attempt. Well done. <laughs> I stick one up on the wall and be like, "Look at everybody! Look at John's dolphin! Isn't it great?" <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good one. Look at yeah, hold it up in front of everybody. Look at John's dolphin. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll give it a, a B because it's a bit small. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be inappropriate. I'd get fired now, but yeah. But anyway, that's not why I stopped. Um, oh, wait. Okay, so <laughs> I'll tell you about the podcast. So basically, it's uh, like dating stories, but like an anti-online dating podcast. So like yes. anything like relationship or dates that you've had in real life, success or failure. So yes. I've done my research, Katie. I know. Oh, good. I've been listening to you. No, yeah. you haven't. <laughs> I have. Yeah, yeah. I did. <laughs> uh, You're I, I listened to the last 
the last couple of ones at the beginning, I was like, okay, I get it, I get it. And then, yeah, oh, I thought about it. Oh, <laughs> that's great. That's great. I always go into plog- podcasts nearly blind, you know? Like, Yeah, I, and I get that as well. And it's, sometimes it makes for a great podcast. And a lot of the, I mean, a lot of the times it makes for a great podcast, but then sometimes it can be a bit hit and miss, you know? No, I think it's great when someone does listen before because then you're like, oh, that's great, but... I'm, yeah. I always think that before, like when there was the real world and people would ask me to go do a podcast and I'd be like maybe 20 minutes on the train. I'd be like, fuck, I should have listened to what this is about. But I'd usually like Google then and see like what the description yeah, is. Yeah, 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 but, yeah. Yeah. So any, any failure, success or I know you spoke oh. about your your girlfriend on our podcast. That was a great story. Yeah, how, how we met and all that. Yeah, I was thinking about like how because I literally don't think. I'm sure it's different for all the kids now today. <laughs> I don't think I've... I, I know I've had a couple of... I don't think I've had a date on off of uh, an app. Yeah, that's um, great. In, yeah. So different generation, maybe. But, I mean, I'm 34, so I'm not, I'm not that old. And they, and they were... Especially when I lived in London, there was a lot of people on Tinder and Bumble and stuff. But I just never... I was never very good at it. I think you have to be good at these apps as well. You have to have the chat on the... Um, on the texting, and I, I just was never great at that. No. And then you have to, you could be talking to multiple people, so you have to remember who you said what to, because when it's text, you're not, it's not a real connection, so you can kind of forget. Yes, I agree. I got caught I agree. a few I, times with that. Oh, did you see? You're you're the type now that would have broke my heart. You see, because <laughs> like I'm, sen- I, I've realized this recently in in therapy in the last few weeks that I'm very sensitive and probably didn't realize that about myself. And I said to my girlfriend, I was like, do you, do you think I'm sensitive? She's like, oh yeah. You're sensitive. <laughs> 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 so I know uh, 34 years of my life not really realizing that I'm a very sensitive person. But that kind of shit, Kate, <laughs> would have broken my heart now. If I was texting you on Tinder yeah. and I knew that you were off texting another fellow who might have a better afro than I have, <laughs> yeah. I would have been like, fuck her. And I would have I would have held it against you for at least a year. Oh, no. And I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have even met you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'd be like that fucker on, online. But it yeah. is easy because you'd be texting people and then you'd be like, oh, or you'd be like, oh, so you said your brother uh, is an artist. And they'd be like, no, I never said that. And you're like, fuck, that's the other guy. Fuck, never mind. Awkward. <laughs> yeah. So, but I suppose, like, I've found, and I've definitely got hurt by that a lot, but and there's nothing wrong with it. But, the girl, women definitely keep the options open. They will have a few. They'll be joking. And I'm not even just talking about apps. There's a few. I had a girl, actually. I, I've just remembered this from saying this now. And I can't say her name. But she's the only person that will know if she ever listens to this who it is. Because she's quite a well-known, um, a very well-known act- actress now, right? And uh, this is a while ago now. But I had her over in my house and a colleague... And she she had just broken up with a boyfriend. I was thinking, she literally came to hang out. We had a glass of wine or whatever, hanging out. And I was like, oh, it was that awkward, you know, butterfly. Do I kiss her? Do I not kiss her? All that kind of shit going on. And next thing, up on her phone, the name of another fella comes up that I knew. And I was like, uh, what's what's he calling for? Oh, nothing, nothing. On the phone, I can hear there's a bit of an argument because she said where she was. Yeah. And then um, she was like, oh, I, I, I have to go. And then subsequently found out literally two days later through him, he sent me a message to say, oh, just so you know, we were keeping it on the DL, but uh, me and such and such are going out. And I was like, really? Oh, OK, that's cool. <laughs> I got on to her and I, and I was like, you, why did you say that you're going out with the guy? She goes, I'm not going out with anybody. <laughs> yeah, this is the thing. You nearly have to have very clear, disco- like written down what, what you are. Uh, yeah. what's the word like a contract you know your written contract nowadays yeah like are we in the chatting up phase because do you mind committing to me for the chatting up phase <laughs> I think that's what I needed you know <laughs> I need a bit of commitment for the chatting up part because <laughs> I would have used I used to be like that like if I met someone I stick with them like straight away pretty much but yes. now I'm like oh god no one else is doing that in New York so I'm yeah like, th- that's the thing you get burnt don't you it's <laughs> like you you do you get you, you, you get burnt but I, I can see it from the yeah, so how many, what's the most you would have had? Like, are you are you single now? I'm seeing someone, but we oh. haven't had the contract, so who fucking knows what we are? 
So have you committed to the seeing at least? Or are you still chatting to other people? Or can you say that on the podcast? <laughs> 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 oh, no. no, he doesn't listen. Or so he, that's what he tells me. But um, yeah. no, um, I, yeah, no, I only talk to him. Like there's, you know, the odd person who would DM me or whatever and I'll talk to them because it's like harmless. Or like yeah. there's a couple of guys who... I en- I feel like I ended up being friends with because of online like they follow me on Instagram and they ho- hold on I'm gonna close my roommate's door because construction work just happened one second I thought oh, is that what it is yeah. <laughs> I'll keep the listeners occupied here uh, Katie's taking off her earphones and uh, oh by the way follow me oh yeah in New York they'll just start construction at any stage but so yeah to be like there's this uh, guy who like send me tiktok videos sometimes like we've never met up or whatever but i'm just like oh like it's i to me that's no harm but um yeah but yeah i'm not like i'm not seeing anyone else at the moment even though we haven't had the talk but also there's like a pandemic so so wh- when you're seeing each other and there's a pandemic like are you actually kissing or what's going on yeah we are now but for the first two and a half months we were shifting yeah, yeah we're, we're shifting now we're having sex we're doing the whole shebang oh everything right, yeah brilliant. so it's been like sh- nearly four months i guess because uh, we started uh talking to each other at the start of the pandemic so right that's a bit more serious than seeing each other sure that's <laughs> very like <laughs> like you haven't had the talk but you probably should have yeah yeah we'll just see i'll just go with um uh, <laughs> see what you're doing there is keeping your fucking options open that's <laughs> <laughs> well i'm always just like at this point because i've been like dating guys for a few months over here and then you'd find out months later oh you weren't like monogamous or you weren't together so i'm at the point right. now i just leave it so up that's to them. Wh- that is what you said on the last podcast i think was that like three or four months new york time is like four years and Three or four months is a long time in New York time in relationships, apparently, is it? Well, I think it depends. So I've had it both ways where either people commit to you really, really quickly. I've had a couple of guys like want to be my boyfriend like two weeks in because they know there's so many options. So they just like lock you down and then Mm. it just goes too fast and you're like out of it after three months because you've done like the whole shebang. We've done everything. Coconut butter, the whole lot. Yeah. Or you have the opposite where... um, you are seeing someone it feels like you've gone through that whole thing but you didn't actually have the talk and they also have like a girlfriend that they didn't tell you about or like you know what i mean like and it's because it was never you you know you never it was never discussed yeah and you're like oh fuck so but yeah i do think things can go too fast here for sure sometimes Mm. um Mm. but this is nice and slow so nice (laughs) i definitely i I don't look because i'm with my girlfriend now um jesus what year is it four years mm-hmm. longest relationship ever yeah. and um but i do miss not not to say that's no reflection on my relationship at all but i do miss the dating thing like what you're going through now or the um i didn't miss it at the time because it was awful and my the last time i was in the dating scene was in london so in a similar way was i don't well i don't know if you found this but i found it really hard in london dating because of everybody had so many options yeah everybody had so many things going on and there was also the element in London of like, definitely, especially with where I worked, which was Shoreditch, kind of like really cool. It was like, what have you got? You know, what, what, where's your career going? You know, what have you, you know, what am I going to get out of this fella? You know, yeah. oh, he's funny. Nah, doesn't really have a lot of money. <laughs> so it didn't. <laughs> so, so the, the, I mean, girls, I found fairly straight up about that kind of shit. You know what I mean? It's like, you ain't got money. Good luck. Yeah. Uh, so that was definitely um a hard part of it but i loved i worked in the services industry so i worked as a barista and i worked in restaurants i was a waiter and um i loved the chat up in that that was great yeah. <laughs> that's how that's how i met people that's how i met girls i do like that as well like i bartend as well and you like flirting and stuff so ah yeah Woo! i love an it's l flirt best. i love an l flirt that won't go anywhere <laughs> <laughs> oh it's gr- like my, my manager even used to like uh he when they'd come in or like he would just sit them up at the bar on purpose do you know what i mean in the restaurant because he's like there's one for steve-o you know and but i love that whole flirting kind of a you might get a number you may or may not get a number and i'll never forget one girl um uh sat down the far end of the room she was with a regular customer of ours and i went to the manager said to me, Steve, I'll go take payment off that table. I was like, fuck off. It's not my section, but why is he doing this? He's up to something, you see. Yeah. And he swears to this day that that he did not set this up at all. But I went over to the girl 
And as I was paying, the regular customer was like, hey, how are you? You know, kind of blah, blah. And the other girl says to me, excuse me, can I ask you a personal question? I was like, yeah, yeah. She goes, are you seeing anybody? And I was like, uh, kind of, I, I kind of had seen somebody a couple of days before. I wasn't quite sure. Are you heterosexual? I was like, yeah. She was like, she starts writing down her number. She goes, here's my number. I think you're really hot. You'd be a fool not to call me. <laughs> That is a level of confidence I want. Oh my god! So confident. You'd be oh, a fool. She was a- not. Uh, did you call her? I did. We went no, for lunch and we had cool. sex, and that was it. We never saw her again. Um, <laughs> you went for lunch and had sex. Did that you bring was, your that coconut? Was my- did you bring your coconut butter? No, no, there was no coconut butter that in them days. But there was, <laughs> but it was. Um, that was a lot of my dating was like, I, I would, it wouldn't be in bars, there wouldn't be alcohol involved. It was a lot of daytime stuff. I'd meet for a coffee and, and have sex and um, you may or may not see each other again. So I loved that kind of stuff. Hey. You know? um, That's great uh, that it was even daytime because I think most people would say that. Well, again, I always do these random generalizations and I haven't a clue what I'm talking about. But I would think most people would probably meet people at a bar and get drunk and sort of not even really remember the sex sometimes. That's de- that's definitely something that's in my head as well. And if that's your scene and you're doing your your you love going out and socializing and having a few beers and all that shit, then yeah. And I can see loads of people hooking up that way as well. But I just I kind of stopped doing that very young uh, when I was like late teens, early twenties, and I would just always meet people. Yeah, it was always daytime um, meeting people in the daytime, and because re- I, I I always felt I could flirt better. I want I I also enjoy more the one-on-one yeah. if we're in a big room of people and everyone's like ah, dancing yeah. around and shouting i don't feel i can work the magic do you know what i mean <laughs> no i do know what you mean i'm the same i would prefer one-on-one like i love when we go to like an, a bar that's just about to shut down like as in it's like or, losing yes. business nice. and you're the only yeah, two in yeah. there oh it's great yeah and you and, and you know you don't have to go to work you don't have to do anything that evening and you just get lost for hours and hours and hours Aww. um Yes, stuff like that, and I and the excitement of the first date and all that stuff is um, is great. You know, you know the sexual tension. Will I kiss her? Will I not kiss her? Blah blah. All that stuff. And um, but I was also thinking I went through a really weird phase because I grew up in a really religious family, right? Like strict born again Christians and all that. So I went through a phase in my early twenties where I was like, I need to get on the straight and narrow now, and I should only be going to Christian, going out with Christian girls, right? <laughs> So I started going to church again, right? And all, oh, I was fucking... I ended up with a couple of girls. It, Katie, it was mental. What? Do they you, were, like you, so you went to church and hooked up with girls afterwards? I didn't hook up with them, but like you'd end up kind of through this the church. There, you know, there's these circles of young adults groups and, and all that kind of stuff where they'd hang out and do wholesome stuff and nobody drinks or gets drunk or blah, 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 blah. And you might like a girl and you go on a couple of dates. But the hilarious thing was that the, the horniest girls <laughs> in the world, but then they won't do anything, you know, uh. kind of, you know, they do. And um, so literally before I'd even like, I'm not, I'll never forget this one girl. I hope she doesn't listen to it. She lives around here now. I'll never forget her literally hopping on me in a car. <laughs> the worst case her ever, like oh, licking the yeah. face off. Awful, <laughs> awful. <laughs> And, and that's the downside of it is that if you're not going to have sex before marriage and you're a woman in your 20s, you have no clue how to do anything. Yeah. Kiss, nothing. And you're extremely sexually frustrated. So she would be like jumping on top of me. But then like the next day calling me, we can't, we can't see each other anymore. Blah, blah, blah. Like it's too, oh, everything is way too much, you know. The stress for her as well, because Jesus Christ. Yeah, you need to be like, I, I was with, I was, I don't know if you had, a, if you were similar enough, but I remember literally teaching teaching one of these Christian girls how to masturbate. I mean, that's ridiculous. Oh, masturbate on herself or masturbate on you? Well, just generally, I was introducing her to her clitoris. Oh, I mean, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, well, I no one ever told me about that until my mid-twenties. So, Yeah, yeah. She was around the same age as well. Yeah. But then the problem is then you even touch down there and she's like, oh, my God. Yeah, oh, my I God. Know. Oh, my, like, yeah. it's the most intense. I know, I know. That's so true. <laughs> and I'm like, you can do it yourself. I can leave, you know, it's fine. <laughs> you know, God didn't mean to hide it from you. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and he didn't even really hide it that that well, you know. So no, he didn't. He didn't. Uh, it is awful. That's great. What? That's crazy that you had no idea. Yeah, no, I know. I kind of, like, I guess I knew a little bit, but... I just didn't really know that you could masturbate. I didn't really know that people did that. Like, I knew about lickouts because right. I knew, like, a boyfriend had done it when I was, like, 18. A boyfriend had done it when I was yes. 15, but he was, like, licking my hole. So <laughs> 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 that was never... Um, that That's was never... Brilliant. But, yeah, so... 
yeah I, I can't remember when I first started like also it was just so sensitive when I was masturbating that I would like right it took me like a couple of years to really get the hang of it right so it was it was overly it was overly sensitive so or then, it was yeah. also just like not knowing that that's just about to orgasm like losing that control or whatever and then right. having to commit to it so but now I'm like it's like my favorite pastime <sighs> Do you th- do you think it's a it's a common thing in women? Because I remember being with a girl who said she'd never orgasm before, and is it that final bit that they don't know how to let go? You know, I think so. Yeah, a hundred percent. And then as well, because for a lot of women, they think, "Oh shit, I'm about to pee," or they just can't yes. relax or go through it. Yeah, yeah, hundred mm. percent. And they get in their yeah. head, they're like, "What's this?" And then they lose it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, but the, yeah, so that was with the that was the. The, the crack with the Christian girls anyway. That's great. So you were just getting hot and heavy, but nothing, <laughs> but nothing. <laughs> but nothing happened. And then, I, and then I did see one of them for a couple of months and I kind of do feel bad because it didn't last for, but again, it's because they, you know, that was, a, with me, it was the first time she had sex in, in her early 20s and then the relationship didn't last long at all. But again, it was just too much because I think it was, in that world, it's a weird thing because they know that I have been having sex. Yeah. So I, I, I do know what I'm doing. And that's like an extra turn on or something like that. Yeah. And then they just can't control themselves. And um, yeah, it's, I, I feel bad because it's like they it, they are being deprived of something. It's not right. To, to, it's not good for your head. You it's know? not good. I Once I learned to orgasm, I became like 100% more of a chill person. Yeah. <laughs> I was always overthinking before. And then I was like, oh, no, I just was frustrated. Jeez, I'm very... Uh, yeah, now you're just like, you get angry, you have a wank, and yeah. that's it, you feel better. I like, yeah. you know that book, it says the art's not giving a fuck. I'm like, people just have to touch themselves more, and then you won't give a fuck. I've said it in my show last year, there'd be a lot less... Like, Hitler probably wouldn't have existed if they did masturbation classes in school. Do you oh, know what I mean? Yeah. He'd been so chilled out. Yeah, yeah, He yeah. was just like... If his mommy just said, Hitler, you're a bit fucking... You're a bit worked up there. Go upstairs and have a wank and then tell us how you feel about Jews after that, you know? Yeah, <laughs> no, I completely agree. There's a few, there's one of my friends and she, she does be wound up a lot. And I was like, oh, I just said to her, I was like, you should probably masturbate more. And she was like, no, 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 I can't do that. I can't do that. And I was like, um, I knew it. I knew it. That's why wow. she's wound so up. She does, so she doesn't do it. She doesn't do it now. Wow. That's why she's wound up. So. Is she in the US or in Ireland? US. Wow crazy i know but she's not she's an immigrant as well so but right. we'll leave it at that <laughs> <laughs> but you should be going so so am i let's all do it we're all immigrants let's masturbate yeah, together masturbation party <laughs> each everybody has their own tent um, oh wow <laughs> i was gonna ask you something then it slipped my mind wait so with the christian girl that you slept with did you, so you waited a few months before you did stuff wasn't that long it was like we i mean the whole beginning to end of the relationship was like two months i think or maybe maybe three so like we we had slept together fairly early on but by that stage we had done literally you know everything and it was a, it was it was actually one of those you know when um i think what religions kind of be- make sex a really oppressive thing and uh, you feel a lot of guilt for it and I still think only like now I'm fully letting go and go, never feel guilty about anything sexual at all or anything you want to do. It should all be fine. Um, but that relationship for those couple of months where we had done everything and she seemed to, I don't even think she'd had a boyfriend before, but she was just so a very sensual person. Very everything was. T- I'll I'll never forget. She gave me a full body massage once, and it was like the most amazing thing ever. But she wanted to do that. Yeah. It wasn't like I want to massage. She wanted that was her way of showing affection and touching every part of your body, and then you have sex after. And you know, super sensual person. But in that kind of relationship, it's like really, it's a really freeing you know, walking around the gaff and the nip kind of everything, you know, yeah. just really freeing thing. Um, so, but that was, she was definitely, but I think she was, when it, we were totally not, sexually it was great, but um, personality wise, we were complete opposites. And I remember saying to her uh, about one of her group of friends, which are, they're all nerdy scientists, basically. I said about this other guy, have you never, have you never hooked up with him? And she's like, no, no, that'd be weird. That'd be, no, there's no way me and him. So they're married now and they have a kid. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Well, maybe when it's like, what's that? What's that thing? Die protest too much. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 She just like it was just like a match 
for me on paper like that's a match made in heaven and we were so opposite um but um i think it was it, because i was her first it was a huge deal for her that it didn't work out between me and her but like i didn't have any guilt or yeah you know any it's mad that you were her first and it was so soon that you guys had sex and but i guess she'd been doing yeah. stuff with other people must have been and i like to my knowledge as well she wouldn't have been like she wasn't a dating kind of she was a serious academic yeah. scientist mad into academia like crazy that was her life um and like yeah she was a super brainy person so i actually don't i don't think i think it was her first boyfriend or like even so i didn't even know if she had gone on dates or stuff before um but she was like in 150 she had money as well so i remember she'd gone on a trip to new york and came back and just bought me like I was like, this is. I had an Armani watch and <sighs> Calvin Klein gear, and like crazy. This is all in two stuff. months. This is amazing. Yeah, yeah. I'd say two max three, max three months. Jesus. And um, but it was like full on. Her dad wore, or no, her granddad wore an Armani watch, so I was going to wear an Armani watch. Kind of, you know, it was like, wow, oh yeah, like <laughs> marriage. <laughs> so it was, it was crazy. But there was definitely, you know, she was, uh, she's obviously somebody who expresses herself sexually, physically, and it was, uh, it was amazing. And uh, it's kind of a shame that that's been, uh, she has it now, obviously, with her husband, but that that was oppressed for so long yeah. that she could have been having way more fun before that, you know? Yeah. Oh, for mm. fuck's sake. I'm sorry to be, but cr- born again Christian, does that mean that you were just looking for cr- Christian girls? Or, so Catholic wouldn't be included in that? Yeah, uh, yeah, I suppose it wouldn't. Yeah, I, d- I mean, I don't even know. Like that was that was pure guilt that I was doing that. <laughs> yeah. That was all that because I was a bit, I was a bit of a wild child. Um, so my dad was a preacher, but I kind of rebelled against that very young in my late teens and early twenties. Um, I was like, I, d- I was like mad on drugs and and all, and I ended up in psychiatric for a while and stuff. But got out the other side of that. But then when I, because I was off drinking everything, I was sober for years, but. So as I think it was like as part of that process, I was like, and and I need to go back to the church, and, <laughs> you know, go, you know, it, that was kind of programmed into me that as part of being a better person, I should go out with a Christian girl or whatever, which is obviously total bullshit. And um, but so, yeah, it was like it was just back to the churches that, that, that I knew the born again Christian evangelical churches and all that kind of stuff. Um, so you remember yeah. going on on the first date with my girlfriend now and she was saying that she was Catholic, you know, and she was like. I was like, oh, right, are you practicing? And she was like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh. Uh, I was like, so th- I had to ask, you know, it was the first date. I was like, so like, n- no sex before marriage? And she was like, I'm not a fucking nun. I was like, oh, okay, right, that's cool. <laughs> You're like traumatized. You're like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> Wait, but so before yeah. I ask you about your girlfriend now, but did, so the, so you went to, the Christian, back to like the Christian churches to yeah, be good. Churches, yeah, churches, And then yeah. you're just yeah. turning all these women. Well, <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> they were like, "Get that this fucker like, out of here!" <laughs> it sounds, it sounds, um, it sounds uh, like that. All right. Well, th- that girl that I was telling you about there that I went out with, that actually wasn't through church at all. Oh. Her, um, I didn't meet her through church at all. Her mom and my mom were good friends, and my mom invited them all over for dinner. And literally at the dinner, I asked her for her number in front of her mom and my mom. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I love that. That would have been a great. <laughs> Sto- that was a cute story if you had it ended up if together. it worked out <laughs> yeah um and then uh the other two girls were just dates so there was no sex or nothing but uh, a bit of fooling around with one of them but how did i meet them it was just through the same circle of friends yeah. I-, I was working in a charity at the time that was well connected to these christian circles and kind of just met them at social stuff and um but uh yeah it was like they're, they're when i look back at it now they were weird there weren't parties. It was just like everybody hanging around on Sundays listening to you 2 and eating hummus and playing tennis. And they're all really rich. And um, and then I was the I was the bad boy to some of them, I think, because, you know, I'd, <laughs> I'd had sex. <laughs> you come in like with your fro and your leather jacket and they're all like, yeah, hide yeah. your doors. <laughs> track suits. I was I was a madman for the track suits at the time. Yeah. <laughs> Daddy does track suits. I, <laughs> that's yeah and adidas tracks who and i was uh, i was in a band at the time as well so i was a real badass <laughs> christian rock band <laughs> no i wasn't christian <laughs> oh yeah strange t- now that i look back at it yeah it's fucking strange times that's too much to be thinking about with all that shit but that's a that's a great 
meet in real life story Chris so there's one for any of the if there's any religious people listening if you don't want to have sex yeah. but you want to meet someone go to church but the, yeah but that's I mean that's how my mom and dad met like pe- like it is a crazy thing that it, the whole culture is no sex before marriage but the result is like crazy horny adults <laughs> <laughs> that are trying to be very pretend that they're praying all the time and reading the bible it's fucked up like my mom and dad both became Christians and uh, they met because my mum's from Argentina and my dad's Irish. And they met because they were both on the same ship that travelled the world spreading the good news. The good news. And, um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, the good news so, for some and bad is that you can't have sex. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they just met on the ship and then asked each other, like, um, they got engaged and all that stuff. But, yeah, I can't imagine living on a ship and not having sex. My mum lived on it for three years. Yeah, no, And just imagine not having... Look this is an obvious thing to say but like you know you've committed to marriage then and you'd just be like what if the sex was shite i know you could work yeah. you could work on it i guess but like sexual chemistry i want to have sex before i yeah no yeah. no no i need to know no. oh yeah you kind of you kind of want to you want to know what you're doing a little bit but um but i think all because i've only had like two like my only other serious serious relationship was in my late teens I went out with a girl for for a year and a half. And in those days, there was no Tinder. I was actually trying to think. I was like, I don't know how I I actually met her. It was probably just playing football down the green, (laughs) blah, blah, blah. So that was before. And I I remember having a Nokia. That's all. (laughs) So there was loads of texting on the Nokia. And um, uh, that was meeting in in real life. And then then I did go for a girl briefly with a girl briefly in my mid-twenties and we just met through the same acting circles and again it that just all happened through hanging out daytime no alcohol involved nothing i just kind of joined me for coffee blah, blah blah and worked the long game there and then we started going out you know yeah so. and i think a lot of people as well the problem with the apps is it it's so easy just to do it that in real life it's like it's like making people uh, less comfortable asking people out in real life i think yeah, uh, yeah, no, I agree. It makes it much more of a bigger deal to ask somebody out. Yeah. Um, and like, did you meet the guy that you're with now on an app? Yeah, yeah. So completely the opposite of what this podcast was meant to be about. <laughs> 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 but it was a pandemic. <laughs> but like, I. But what? What? But but did you want to? Did you like? Do you want to meet somebody in real life because you, you think that's better or you, you're not bothered either way? Or uh, I had originally, yeah, because I just felt like anytime I went out on the apps, I didn't fancy them because it was just like, and they were just different than whatever perception I than had. the photo. Yes. Than the <laughs> yes. photos or their messages. Yes. The only thing that's better with the pandemic is that there was a lot of FaceTiming. So I kind of knew with this guy, right. I, I had his vibe. So I definitely think going forward for apps, that will make it a lot easier for people if they FaceTime before just because you're kind of like oh I can see what they really look like in their en- energy um, yes. but yeah I, I, I like meeting people but I also have no problem going up and flirting to someone and talking to them and I like that uh, but yeah. I do think that I, the only thing is I like I work nights obviously with shows and then work at a bar during the day so I'm meeting a lot of like heavy drinkers so that's one right. thing that's good about the app is it broadens your heavy drinkers and comedians i know nightmares <laughs> nightmares but have you ever gone out with another comedian yeah i was seeing one right before the pandemic but he didn't tell me about his um open and i say that for the listeners i have like quotation marks girlfriend so um do you know you think with a comedian you work together so you think like i'm surprised he didn't ever think that was gonna bite him in the arse but yeah but sure you know that was it i just when i found out i was like i don't want to hook up anymore it was only brief it was only a month so yeah 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 but yeah yeah i don't i definitely wouldn't uh especially with you know i i definitely had no interest that when i started doing comedy i did make a uh a, a conscious effort not that it was that <laughs> much of an effort but like made a decision before i went into it like i'm not gonna yeah. I'm not hooking up with any comedians. No, yeah, I was the same just because I used to work in a bar in Ireland and everybody hooked up with everybody. And then like that, I was in a relationship the whole time. So I never was really involved in it. And they're all great people, but it caused a bit of drama sometimes. So I was like, I don't want that with comedy. But that's like, 
this guy that I was hooking up with, that was like five years later. So I was just like, at that stage, I was just like, ah, who cares now? But, yeah, and he also is like, he's very like dedicated to comedy. He never like goes, he's not like, so I was like, oh, this will be great. No, but I would still be, I would still be friendly if I saw him and he would be friendly to me too. He's just obviously a bit of a sleaze ball, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So... It, and there's also like there's not that much room for I don't know there's there's a lot of couples creative couples that do seem to make it work, but I was I was an I was an acting when I started out in showbiz in <laughs> commas. um but I, so I started out in 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 acting and my girlfriend was an actor and a, a fashion model at the time as well and the ninety percent of the time was good it was great like our one-on-one relationship was excellent and it was great it was great fun and it was silly and we did have a, 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 a like a safe word if we were talking about work stuff too much we would just say that to kind of go we're not talking about that anymore because yeah. it's work but um i do uh, remember on a couple of occasions if there was any social or networking things that there was just clashing of two egos there that it's not going to work for the relationship long term you know no so, yeah i know what you mean so there's two people trying to 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 make it essentially or make careers anyway out of being comedians and that's a really hard thing to have in a relationship I think. I agree and then also as well like the one thing I know is now I was only seeing this guy for like 4 weeks but we would text and talk every day and I uh, I didn't know there was things that you could worry about but he would be telling me his worries and fears and all of a sudden I'd be like oh shit should he be just like oh such and such has so many followers on instagram and i'd oh, be like career wise okay. yeah i'd be like oh sh- i wouldn't even yeah. have thought of that so he had so many things that he was bitter about or worried about and yeah. i was just like this is a lot like i can't i can't yeah. yeah so that's another thing i don't that's the other side of it yeah yeah you don't want to be dealing with that stuff yeah as well. and because then their worries become yours or it can be competitive as well yeah yeah absolutely and if your your relationship can't be your connection with each other can't be your work yeah because it's not gonna it's not gonna because we're both comedians we're, that's why we like each other is that is that enough <laughs> no you gotta have way more than that you know yeah um and i am grateful with my girlfriend now that um you know we have a child together and um we are similar in a lot of ways but very opposite in in most ways and that's great and she's she's great. not a creative person or is she she she's never worked creatively but she's she is actually very creative i, d- I mean even little things like um when she she draws i had no idea that she like she's amazing <laughs> <laughs> like she can actually you know do the bowl of fruit and all that shit like she can do that yeah. um but she never she's she's one of those she, she said it about herself a few times which is a bit negative she's like i'm not a talented person i was like jesus that's not fucking like everybody's and she's like no no i'm not depressed about it i don't feel down about it it's like i'm not a person that's really good at you know you're good at being funny and you're someone else is good at that or whatever but um she's just she just sees herself as a, a whole rounded person she's no she's an amazing mother Aww. um but she is she is very creative in her own way she just never wanted to make a career out of it you know yeah um uh, she used to do interior design and um, when it comes to drawing and my daughter is in a, like she's very much a dancer, a painter. She expresses herself artistically a lot. Um, she performs a lot. She loves making people laugh and stuff like that. She's only two, but that's definitely not just from me. You know, she's definitely yeah. they bond. They bond creatively a lot. They paint together a lot. Like see that on the wall there. Yeah. That's my, my two year old did that. I was like, looking at that <laughs> earlier. I love it. <laughs> yeah yeah so so they spend a lot of time together creatively and um i I think what will happen when my daughter grows up and we see whatever she does with her life um and she grows like a lot of it will be down to her mother being able to coach her creatively because i am very creative and it's like it drives me up the walls (laughs) but i'm no good at teaching anybody how to or how to guide them or even how to like i'm great at messing with my daughter and being an idiot but uh she spends hours painting something or you know letting her express herself that way that's that's a huge uh, level of patience as well that a lot of people yes yeah yeah and she my my girlfriend absolutely loves it um and she loves spending that time with her and and it's like i don't have the patience the way that she does so um it is it is great but again that's part of the opposites attract thing you know she she values family first in life and she values the home um no interest in money whatsoever like i'd be looking at 
her or her <laughs> her sister like her sister like hooks up with another rich guy or whatever like that. I'm like, oh, fucking hell, do you ever feel that like you could have got a rich Portuguese guy as well? She's like, I don't give a shit about that stuff. Yeah. Um so uh again, I boys I'll be worrying about I wouldn't mind a nice car or a nice <laughs> yeah, house or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh. That that's so funny. Mm-hmm. The guy that I'm seeing, he was like, Oh, my car is being sent over and I was like, Oh my god, that's so great. You're so lucky you have a car and he said that he had gone on a date with someone and she was like one of the first questions was like, Do you have a what car and what type right. what type of car it is? And yeah. he was like wow. very materialistic where I was like, Wow, a car, you're rich. Yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and and so is he in the is he in the creative field as well? Yeah, he's an architect. And he's an artist okay. as well. He did like an art piece on my stand up, like which is mental. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So That's better than fucking you. <laughs> no, I prefer fucking, but, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was really That's a lovely piece of work you've done here. Now get in here. Yeah, come on. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> no, no, it was nice. It's just like it was one of those things during the pandemic when we couldn't see each other. He had to do uh, he's part of an art collective, actually from he was in London for a while. So oh, right. an art collective I think is based out there, but uh, they had to do it on other people's processes or they're like artistic ways so he was like could I do it based on your stand-up and I'll just ask you a bunch of questions on being a stand-up but I felt like a right Ill- idiot because he was like and how do you think of a joke and I was like I don't know just something comes to me in the shower and I think I hope that's funny <laughs> like I'm, I'm not like a ooh set up a bunch I'm just like said something yeah. in conversation and then wrote it down yeah. and sometimes I'll be saying things on stage and I'm really like I don't know why they're laughing I have no idea why mm. this is funny. Right, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. Of course that happens all the time. Yeah. yeah, I'm not like a scientist with it. You know, whereas like, I remember there was a comedian back home. I can't remember his name. Ross something. Ross Brown. Ross Brown, yes. And he was telling me like an idea for or how he writes jokes and he gets like two words and he finds all the things that are in common and then what's the weird thing yeah. and then puts them together. And I was like... Uh, yeah i'm falling asleep already no i was like that's <laughs> great but i was like wow i'm definitely not a science comedian <laughs> yeah. yeah no me too and i, and I have learned uh, i have read a lot of those books and and found a lot of those exercises Same, and stuff yeah. and and then i'm like okay now i'm gonna be disciplined yeah. i'm gonna sit down and write between nine to five blah blah and literally day two i'll be the most depressed fucker yeah. ever it's like that's just not how i work you no know, i'm the same I, I tried to do it and i've just found that like or I found over the years that the way I work is by actually being out with people and just like having the chats and then if living yeah not even like not trying to be funny but if something comes up I'll be like oh that's a story I've never thought about trying so I'll just make a quick note and but yeah I have to be out doing things yeah living your life oh thank god yes yeah 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 no absolutely I agree and does your artistic work from the past in any way inform how you create stand-up I wonder I guess it does because i used to edit a lot for video art and i edit my i feel like that process works when i'm editing my stories or jokes like i'll okay i think so i don't know actually that's weird i'll have to think about that later and come back to you (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. i don't know yeah well i guess i ah well this is a really hard question i used to make like installation art and like rooms and stuff but it was all about people's experience so i guess that's kind of similar well you have to, i mean you have to use your words basically to create that experience for 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 the crowd as well but yeah maybe the i don't know yeah something interesting to think about yeah there i go. know okay. get, get, get on to your get on to your get on to your other half about that he'll <laughs> break it down with his critical thinking yeah 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 oh jesus okay but wait can i uh you only have what 15 minutes left before you have to go yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, thereabouts. I should be okay. Then. Okay, great. It's my sister came over to mind my, my daughter. Oh, she's great. <laughs> I love this. Yeah. Are you able to talk about how you met your girlfriend? Yes, of course. Because you yeah, met yeah. in real life, right? We met in real life, yeah. No apps. Um, we met in London. We both lived in London. Um, and um, we were talking about this again the other day. I'll try to keep, <laughs> keep it short. She worked in a, in a pizza place that was owned by some friends of mine. The manager in the pizza place had a crush on me and the friends of mine were kind of going, go on, Steve, I want you to hook up there. And I was like, no, I'm not going to hook up. But I, I, I'm, not, I'm not into her and blah, blah, I'll feel bad. So they kind of coerced me, got drunk one night and I had sex with the manager of the place. But I, then I was quite adamant. I was like, look, this was great fun, but like nothing's happened. Nothing's going to come with this. She was like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. Fine, blah, blah, whatever. Fast forward like four months, I'd say later. And 
Um, I maintained a good friendship with her because I thought that was important and uh, not to be disrespectful. So I would call into the pizza place the odd time to see how she was doing. I just started stand up at the time. And then one day I walked, I walk in and there was this Latina girl walking around with an amazing ass. (laughs) And I said to the girl, the manager, I said, (laughs) I said, see that girl over there. I would marry her. I know I would. And she was like, oh, she's new here. She's crazy. I, I stay away from her. Anyway, I talked her into giving me the girl's number which is my now girlfriend um Inej but they called her Maria at the time (laughs) because her name is Maria Maria Inej so they just called her Maria um so I had Maria I saved Maria's number on my phone I text her asked her out on a date and she was very kind of like yeah yeah whatever blah 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 so I managed I I do remember we were both working in restaurants at the time it was two weeks until I was going to get to meet her and then um within that two-week period I got a text back off Maria saying I don't know what is happening between you and Kate, which is the manager, but I'm not going out with you. And I text Kate going, I shouldn't name her, but hey. Uh, yeah, she doesn't um, this. I said to her, uh, I said, what did you say to Maria? And she was like, nothing, nothing. And uh, we had a big argument about it because also bear in mind, like Kate has gone off and she's sleeping with loads of other dudes. I have, I'm not, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, but she's to- totally cock blocking me here. Anyway, the date doesn't happen. A year later, a year later, a year later, a year later, I go in because this pizza company has opened a new place, but it's closer to my place of work. I've just started stand up. I go in after dying on my ass in some set. (laughs) I sit at the bar. This Latina girl, Maria, comes up to serve me and she says, hello, sir. Have you been here before? And I said, yes. Hello. You know, kind of. Yes, it's uh, it's me. Didn't remember me at all. So I started chatting her up again. And then I left that evening kind of panicking, going, I hope I still have her number. Flicking through my phone, found her number, text her. And she only remembered me then yeah. because the stream of messages <laughs> came up. And I asked her, what did Kate say to you? And she was like, no, she didn't say anything to me. She told everybody else in the restaurant that you and her were going out. Uh, for fu- This is like another thing. People need to stop saying they're going yes. out when they're not going out. But it's also like, how are we even going out? She's sleeping with other people and she's telling people that we are, me and her are going out. Anyway, Jesus. Um, she, she, anyway, Maria, you know, she didn't give a shit. And I asked her out again and she said, yeah. And then seven months later, we were pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the title um, of your show. Seven months later, yeah, we were pregnant. Seven months later, we were pregnant. Yeah. But I'll never forget one of the first times that in it might be the same in New York, but when everyone's in London, we're basically all immigrants and nobody has family. So for Easter, I was like, I'll cook a big roast for everybody and get loads of our friends around. Some from your Portuguese side, I'll get some of the Irish guys over. And it was the first time I'd seen Ines drinking and she only had a couple of glasses of wine. But I realized that her volume goes up straight away and she starts talking quite aggressively. And after the meal, everybody's been so complimentary to me. Going, oh, that's such a lovely meal, Stephen. Thank you so much. And tell us, how did you and <laughs> and Inej meet? She stands up and like roaring and says like, uh, Stephen was fucking my manager in work. And I was like, that, 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 it was one time. And blah, blah. <laughs> I love that. I'll never, I'll never forget the Portuguese guys crying with laughter and the Irish guys taking a sip and going, Jesus, I think it's time we better leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, the poor Irish lads. So uncomfortable. Oh, so. Wait, so uh, seven months, then you found out you were pregnant. That's yes. She's great though, because you have a beautiful daughter. But yes, was it yes. like, especially but being immigrants and then being in a different country and just being like, oh, was it like, were you guys scared? Yeah, and we were. W- yeah, and I mean, you kind of we just rolled with it because at the time she had just finished her course in naturopathic nutrition. She got a job in a real fancy pharmacy that she was going to get some experience there and then move on into other work. I was a waiter and trying to make it out in comedy. (laughs) And we were like literally, I think seven months into the pregnancy and we were still just going to have the baby in London and, and stay there. But like, I don't, think we could have survived really. I mean, I don't, I mean, maybe we could have, I, 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 I don't know, but, um, uh, it was just last minute that my uh, my acting agent in Ireland looked said they would represent me for comedy as well, but you have to move back to Ireland. And um, we went to Portugal for my daughter to be born there. And then we moved moved back to Ireland. So th- th- that was literally, I think, seven months into the pregnancy, that very last minute that we decided that we would move to Ireland. And Ireland works better because my family are very close by. We got lots of help here. 
um, more of a community. But London, yeah, would have been brutal. I, maybe it wouldn't have lasted long at all. I, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, it was scary. But it's like, uh, you know, from living in New York as well, because London is not dissimilar in that there's such busy, busy cities that you just keep going. You don't, you tend not to breathe and give yourself a yeah. moment to kind of, what what I do with my life, you just get caught up in the mo- in how the city moves and you're just like, it's and you so just true. keep going. It's so true because it's mm. like the pandemic was like the first time where, so I've been in New York nearly six years, like six in November, but where I was just like, oh, I, I was just, like you said, just go, 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 not even thinking about things, yes. not even thinking about your next move, yeah. just like going with whatever as if you're being pushed the whole time and then years yeah. have gone by i haven't even noticed it yeah I'll, I'll never forget somebody their description of london to me was a guy from new zealand he said london is like you're in a white water raft going down this crazy river and you spin out and you go under the water and you roll and roll and roll and roll down the river and then you get up and it's eight years later yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> eight years later. oh that's so true and i think in the places um, like london and new york where in real life is harder as well dating because you're you're settling down is like 10 years later than the rest of the world because we're still i'm nearly 30 but in my head i'm still 24 you know it's like i I, it's like the these you never really grew up in these places yeah yeah and and people go to those cities to get what they want and then they leave unless you're completely minted but like london i remember after being a couple of years in London, the, the chat was from a lot of people of moving to Bristol or moving to, you know, going somewhere where, okay, I've moved up somewhat on the ladder. Now I need to get out of this fucking rat race. Yeah, kind of a thing, yeah you know? absolutely. Um, so that conversation does happen a lot. And every nobody, very few people wanted to have families and stay in London. Yeah. A lot of people, although a couple of my friends did, but it was like, oh, if there's a baby on the way, let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah, how the <laughs> fuck would you bring a baby there? I nearly had a panic attack going down the the tube or whatever it's called uh it was like four it was like down i felt like i was gone as if world war what i imagine in one of the world wars i don't know yeah. when they're like underground two it's only one or two Katie. <laughs> well it could be either i'm not sure but you know like it's all the way down there you're like well my ears were popping way down. going down i had no yeah. s- reception i didn't know what way to go i couldn't figure out what state is I was like having a panic attack. No way would I have a baby in a city like that. I'd be more likely to Yeah, well, you're not You're not getting on the tube with a buggy okay. anyway. That's for sure. See, how would you even get that's around? No, 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 no. Fuck that. It would just be buses and overground. But yeah, it would... Um, yeah, but just like your... Because your quality... When I moved to London, I, 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 went, I went and lived in a warehouse. So you kind of accept a very... A much lower quality of life straight away yeah. that you don't yeah. realise... <laughs> um, that is so true. You don't so realise till you leave. I was living yeah. in like a... <laughs> what was called a room but it was not a room it was literally like a a sectioned off part of a sitting room so I was just like and only my bed fit in it and my door didn't close properly and the the door was made of windows so to stop that they'd stuck up uh, black paper oh it's really sad yeah yeah yeah. I really but but, but then it's like but then it's like you're in I'm in New York yeah well now I'm fine because I'm in a two bed living the dream got a roof are you in the uh, are you in the city no astoria oh nice yeah yeah. that's supposed to be nice isn't it yeah it's great it's great it's like where are all the people who i guess were going to bristol like they go to astoria it's still close to the city but it feels like it's it feels like it's out of new york oh right it feels like okay it's all all like people with suits on the train coming home after their nine to five job they just want to be quiet they're just very Yeah. yeah adults it feels like adults how long does it take to get into the city then from there it depends on where you're going if i'm going to work which is on the other side it's only 30 minutes to go into like midtown is only like 15 really 15 20 and if you're going downtown it's like an hour but it's like it is handy but it's just it feels because there's only one train out there or two maybe it tops but it just feels out of the way um so i love it Oh, that's cool. I should let you go. Before you go, though, do you have any advice for people who want to meet up, up with people in real life after the pandemic? Um, I would say my biggest regrets in in um, in meeting people in real life is that I didn't make things clear earlier. Yeah. And like, I, there was one girl I've just remembered now that uh, she was in a you know Simon's Cafe in Dublin. 
No. It's like at the end, it's at the end of Georgia Street Arcade. It's like a really old school cafe where they still wash the dishes by hand. <laughs> but there was a Spanish girl in there years ago. I used to go and write in my notebook every day and she was gorgeous. But she used to always flirt with me all the time. And I just left it too long to ask her out. Yeah. I made too much of a thing in my head that every day I would go in, I'd get way, way, way more nervous, way more nervous. And uh, it took me months. And then I was finally there with somebody else, a, a bloke. And I was like, I'll, I'll casually ask her out. And I was like, oh, we're going to this play or whatever. Would you like to come? And she's like, she was cleaning another table at the other side of the room. She's like, oh, no, no, no. I have a boyfriend. <laughs> and I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. And I was, <laughs> but I, I had <laughs> she was like a, no 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 and she was emailing me a little bit as well i remember and i was like there must be something here but my lesson from that was like if i had it just said it earlier on you're just better off getting getting it out there and getting shot down earlier and then move on no do you know what i mean that's great advice i completely agree with that advice yeah because i it's just yeah. like if you get shot down if you get shot down but you're better off putting it out there and and because if some might see say it's a bit too forward or whatever and and maybe it is sometimes you got you got to read it. But if you just put it out there, then just let it go. Move on, move on from it. Don't be think. Don't be holding on to that shit. I completely agree with you as well. And then the only thing is where people are like, oh, I don't want to scare the woman or whatever. I don't want to you know ruin it or whatever. You're only going to ruin it if you keep asking afterwards. <laughs> you know, that's yes. that's when women complain about it. It's yeah. just because a guy will have asked and will have said no, and they'll keep asking. But if you're just like yeah. you just ask and you're cool with the, and then you could then you could be you friends. Got- you got to do what I did. You got to ask, wait a year, <laughs> and then ask again. <laughs> yeah, that's grand. A year in space is grand. Um, it's when they're like, but but why? Why not? And you're like, oh, Jesus, don't make me tell you you're ugly. Yeah. I'm gonna- yeah, you're, you're, I think you're better off just just putting out there. And, that, and I think that girl who did ask me out that time is a, is a great example as well. But like... She gave me shit. Well, well, you know, I probably wouldn't have gone on a date with her, but just because she said you'd be a fool not to yeah. call me, then I'm like, I fucking will call yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Who's you fucking tell? Don't tell me what not to do. Or, or wait, that made no sense. But you know what I mean. Totally. Don't tell me who I will yeah. or will not call. Yeah. Thank you very much. No, that's great. Um, and just being confident. The thing is, like, just accept rejection. Like I've been rejected, and I was rejected by a guy, and we became friends afterwards. And right. I've re- That's great. rejected guys and they've stayed friends with me afterwards. And I've met, I've met guys online or in real life and it just didn't work out. And I'm, one guy, he's a comic actually, we did hook up a bunch and then it just didn't work out because at the time I was dealing with a lot of Catholic guilt. This is when I was figuring out all stuff about myself. And I was like very like, like oh, oh, we have to keep it quiet, like you're a comic and stuff. But when I was like, oh, I don't want to keep having sex if we're not going to end up in a relationship. And he was like, oh, well, I don't want a relationship or whatever. And we actually became really good friends from it. And we've never hooked up again. And we're still friends. He'd still check in on me. And I think that's lovely. I think... That's great. And like... And I... Yeah, I do admire... Like, I'm sure somebody might email in now and go, well, that's not fucking true. But with... (laughs) I I am happy with the fact that I have... I definitely like in my dating years I didn't actually date a lot but I slept with a lot of women but I never used to do the whole thing I would never cross over you know I would kind of but I would also maintain a good relationship with them afterwards so like people I made coffee for for example I've slept with some customers but like they still come into coffee the next day and, and we still carry on the same way and it was all fine and it was like yeah we we had sex great you know what i mean yeah and just mo- and we just and we move on and then they come in with their boyfriends and then you know i think that's healthy and i think that's a good thing yeah i love that i remember like when i was younger some guy i was dating was like oh i don't want to know if you've uh, uh or, or if you've slept with anyone else at work or something but i remember thinking oh well they're in the past you don't need to worry about them you can worry about yeah, yeah. the guys i haven't yeah. slept with you've got an upper- You've got an opportunity in front of you, dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, but even yeah, just like, you, you, there's no point getting jealous of someone I've already been with because it hasn't yeah. worked out. There's like, it's the people yeah. who I haven't slept with, they're more of a threat <laughs> because... Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you want to be watching out for those guys, yeah. not the past. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's great. Um, Thanks for coming on. I loved this. No, I've had a great time. Yeah. It's good. It's a good, it's good stuff to talk about. And I hope, I wish you the best with them. Um, with your architect. Oh yeah, yeah, he's lovely. But he, like that, I've always said, if it didn't work out with us, we'll we'll stay friends. But I just have, I'm just at the point where I'm like, you just don't know. The last, the guy I was seeing last year, I was like, I thought I was like in love with him after like three weeks, and then 
hit four months and I was like, I never want to see this guy again. So <laughs> I'm just like, you just, you just don't know. Just go slow. And you never know. See what happens. You never know. Yeah. You, yeah, sure. Another couple of months, you might have a baby on the way. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll see me back in Ireland. I'd be like, uh, can you hook me up with that agency? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a great excuse. I've got a baby on the way. you got to look after me, guys. <laughs> yeah. They do follow me on Instagram, so you never know. Fingers crossed. <laughs> you never <laughs> if know. If I ever exactly. come back, yeah, I'll be yeah. like, you follow me. <laughs> do you? And I'm pregnant. Yeah, Tell come on. It's pregnant. great material. I'll be the Irish Ali Wong. <laughs> yeah that'd be great yeah right oh, I love Ireland that's a great idea this has been great okay wait wait plug yourself and your podcast and yes. everything for those of you who are listening who have made it to the end of this podcast <laughs> thank you very much and um, you can f- listen to Hello Steve-O podcast it's out uh, every week we did episode 70 um, last week and we uh, had a great conversation with a guy called Gavin Byrne who is an ultra runner so I've gotten into ultra running in over the course of lockdown this guy runs 200 kilometer long races like crazy shit. Um, he's, he's the record holder for uh, the Wicklow round. Um, we had Iman Edema was on a couple of weeks ago, a great uh, comedian uh, who's black Irish. And he talked about Black Lives Matter and the George Floyd stuff. And it was great. And he's very funny. So, yeah, check out Hello Steve-O podcast. And you can follow me on Instagram and all the social medias. It's just at Hello Steve-O. Great. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening, you guys. If you can like rate and review and tell your friends and family and everybody, that'd be great. Um, I love you and have a great week. Talk to you next week. <laughs> <laughs>